And good morning and welcome to what is unusual here in these parts in Louisiana. A cold, cold, chilly early 7, 10 a.m. Saturday morning on the LSU campus. And unless I guess you are a faculty member or you are a student or someone that is associated with Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge in a uh, mid to late November morning on a Saturday when it's uh, temperature is showing about 50. What is it, Todd? Probably wind chills in the lower 40s, maybe. Uh, you probably would not be on campus. But today, LSU is taking on the Florida Gators. And what was a meaningful game back when it was originally scheduled uh, several weeks back has taken on even a more big meaning or a more important of a meaning today for both ball clubs. Simply put, the Florida Gators of victory punched their ticket to the SEC championship in Atlanta. They would nudge out Tennessee because they had the head-to-head tiebreaker. And they go to the ATL to play Alabama in the SEC championship Saturday, December the 3rd. The LSU Tigers are victorious today. They keep their hopes alive of a huge bowl, which would be the Sugar Bowl, on January the 2nd against a team from the Big 12. And looking the way things are shaping up in the Big 12 conference, right now that would likely be either Oklahoma or West Virginia. Those two teams play today. So we have a lot to get to coming up on today's program, including counting you down to LSU and Florida. Who are the Florida Gators? About the same club they were when LSU and Florida were supposed to meet the last time from a standpoint of injuries. Both teams are pretty banged up on uh, each side of the football, but it seems like more LSU is a little bit more healthy uh, than they were, especially in the formation of Leonard Fournette, whereas Florida, going to their first meeting, was really banged up on the defensive side of the football. Today they enter the contest more banged up on the offensive side of the football. Mike Scarborough, publisher and recruiting analyst at TigerBay.com, will be with us at the bottom of the hour. Chris Lowe, ESPN SEC reporter, gives us his take. Florida and Tennessee in the wacky east. And a disaster would be, of course it probably won't happen, but would the East champion come up and have a huge shocker, be the biggest upset in SEC history this year, SEC title game history, if the East champ, whoever that would be, Florida or Tennessee, were to knock off Alabama? And what about the college football playoffs? There had been a shakeup in each of the first two polls. There will be another shakeup this week as Louisville was soundly defeated on Thursday night at the hands of the Houston Cougars. We'll talk to Chris about that. Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWL.com and Louisiana Network Sports Director, will be with us as well. Thomas Goldcamp, he's the beat reporter for the Florida Gators, covering them for 247sports.com. And then senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar, will be with us. We'll have that for you. Also, we will have our game preview with Mark Menard, and we will have T. by Baybash predictions later in the program. Want to get involved? 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. Also, we will have our boot report coming up here in just a few moments after our first break with Jordan Fiegel. But last night was a huge night in the state of Louisiana. We're talking about high school football and, of course, uh, teams moving on to the state quarterfinals. And uh, I guess you'd say in some classes, in the divisions now, they will move on to the state semifinals because this is the semifinal week in the four divisions, the five classes. This will be the state 
quarterfinals, Thanksgiving weekend. We're going to reset all of the playoff brackets for you and get you caught up on everything that took place last night. First, we will start off uh, in Class uh, 5A, in Class 5A last night, and a wacky one, as you heard on the Prep Football Roundup. Number one, Destrahan comes from behind late, down scores late in that contest, but they come back and beat Mandeville 37-36. to John Arrett over Hanville 35-28. to So this week in the quarterfinals, it is John Arrett, number nine, at number one, Destrahan. Landry Walker, all over Sulphur last week, and they won 50 to 24. Parkway defeated Central of Baton Rouge, so Landry Walker goes up to the Shreveport area to take on four seeded Parkway this week in the quarterfinals. The defending state champion Zachary Broncos 51 to 17 over East Ascension. Acadiana goes into Pontchartrain and beats the Greenway 38 to 14. So Acadiana will travel to Zachary to take on the defending Bronco champions in 5A. Santa over Barb and West Monroe all over Washtenaw Parish. So it is Santa and West Monroe. That's a look at your 5A bracket. Now we'll get you caught up in Class 4A last night's state quarterfinal actions. Uh, excuse me, quarterfinal. It would be the bi-district regional action last night. Now we move into the quarterfinals. Number one, Neville, the defending state champions, 24-0 over Assumption. Karen Crow beat LaRonja 28-7, so it's Neville at Karen Crow. Minden over Livonia, and Warren Easton beat Tioga, so Minden entertains Warren Easton this week. It was McDonough 35, all over North DeSoto 38-8, and Plaquemine beats Woodlawn and Shreveport 71-30, so Mac 35 comes to the Baton Rouge area to take on the Plaquemine Green Devils. Benton beat the Rain Wolves 28-14, and Edna Carr continues to roll. Many feel the best team in the state of Louisiana by any class over Leesville, 55-0. So Benton will be down in the city to take on the 4A Edna Carr Cougars. Now we move into Class 3A. We'll take a look at that class, and the number one seed, West Feliciana, Club. The Saints beat Erath last night, 42 to 14. They will entertain Northwest this week in state quarterfinal action. And Marksville beat Carroll and Lutcher beat Wasman. So Marksville will be at the dog yard to take on the Lutcher Bulldogs. Uh, in Western Louisiana, it was Jennings last night blowing out uh, Brulee 28 points in the third quarter, 56 to 26. So Jennings will entertain Kaplan, who beat Northwestern last night. 8-0. Jennings is at home. Amy over South Burgard, 59-19. And Iowa over Peabody, 45-14. So it is the Amy Warriors at Iowa this week in state quarterfinal action. Now we get you caught up in Class 2A. Always good to wake up in the morning on the prep scores. Manny continues to roll. They win last night, and West St. John wins. So it will be West St. John at Manny in Class 2A. Kinder it went into again. They took on Pine and Sterlington won. So it's Sterlington entertaining Kinder next week. Rayville won. They uh, took care of Welsh last night. And St. Helena Central, they won. So it is St. Helena Central at Rayville. And it was also Faraday taking care of Lauraville uh, last night. So they move on to the state quarterfinals. And finally, in the classes, the five classes, we have nine state champions, five in classifications, and four in divisions. Top seed Haynesville will entertain Delhi Charter. This is this week's action. Oak Grove beat uh, Delhi, and Plain Dealing beat Oberlin. So Oak Grove will entertain Plain Dealing. Kentwood played on a Thursday night. They beat Delta Charter 46-0. And uh, now Kentwood will enter, go home under the tank and entertain Arcadia this week in Kentwood. And Bonador over Elton 50-0. And Bonador moves into the state 
Conference quarterfinals. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back. I got a lot to get to, including our boot report. It's some big games in the state of Louisiana today. Already a big game played on Thursday night for the Riverbell Classic and a wild one. We have a lot to get to on that. Plus LSU and Florida. And what is on the line? A berth in the Sugar Bowl for the LSU Tigers, a berth in the SEC championship game for the Florida Gators. Also points toward two games. If Coach Ed Orgeron wins those two, what does that mean for the LSU football program? 504-260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. I'm Deke Bellavia, counting you down to LSU and Florida. We'll join the network at 10 a.m., a shade afternoon kickoff here on WWL. And the point after this evening on Tiger Radio, WWL. Down to LSU in Florida. The Gators and the Tigers today, East meets West. And uh, this, some of you may be wondering when you look at the schedule, the hierarchy of order as far as when you're talking about television rights. We know CBS is the first when it comes to picking the best game or the game that they want, they get first choice. However, due to the rules, there is one week during out the calendar football year in which ESPN takes precedent, meaning that ESPN gets the first pick. So happens that is that that is this week, and that is why some of you are scratching your head, going like, "Why is Tennessee and Missouri the 2:30 game of the week?" Well, that is why ESPN had the first pick. Which game did they pick? They picked LSU and Florida. Had that been the case, and CBS was still in the order of which they would be number one, this game would be the 2:30 game of the week. Florida playing for a berth in the SEC championship. LSU playing for a lot. Two victories, and they get to New Orleans to play in the Sugar Bowl against a Big 12 team, which likely would be either Oklahoma or West Virginia. Those two teams play later today. We'll also take a look at the playoff polls coming up in uh, the next uh, segment next hour with Chris Lowe of ESPN and what it means, who legitimately still has a shot, and are two two lost teams still alive, really, or could things shake out? Could Michigan State help out the committee and knock off Penn State? Could Michigan run the table and make things better on everybody else? The scenario that would cause a lot of uproar would be if Ohio State wins out, Penn State wins out, then Ohio State currently two. They don't even make it to their conference championship game because of their loss head-to-head with Penn State four weeks or three weeks ago. So there is a lot of football going across the country, including here in the boot, the state of Louisiana. Here's Jordan Fiegel. We call this the College Football Boot Report. Good morning, college football fans. Here's what's going on with teams from around the state. I'm Jordan Fiegel. And this is the Boot Report. Louisiana Tech is off this week before their finale against Southern Miss. The Bulldogs put up their second 60-burger this season last Saturday, crushing Texas San Antonio 63-35. Tech has scored over 50 points in five games this season, and their 45 points per game ranks fourth in the nation. The Bulldogs have already clinched their division and will face either Western Kentucky or Old Dominion in the Conference USA Championship. Southeastern and Nichols State ended their season in dramatic fashion on Thursday night. The Colonels hosted the Lions in a back-and-forth shootout. Down eight, Nichols scored a touchdown with just four seconds left, but Chase Forkate's two-point conversion pass fell incomplete. Despite the loss, the Colonels finished with a winning conference record for the first time since 2005. The Lions had a rough start to the year, but they ended strong, winning six of their last seven. Southeastern ends the season 7-4, and and their 7-2 Southland record puts them in sole possession of third place. Northwestern State closes out a forgettable season this afternoon against Stephen F. Austin. The Demons are just 1-9 and have not beaten a Division I team yet. They're on a five-game losing skid after last weekend's 48-16 beatdown from Sam Houston State. 
Head coach Jay Thomas talked about playing in the battle for Chief Caddo. It's all about the Chief, right? Records go out the window, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a rival game, it's a border war. Of course, the Chief is on the line. And uh, you know, since we've been here, we've been able to win the Chief two out of the three years. We've got the Chief here with us, and we've got a plan on bringing the Chief back. Tulane kicks off in Yulman Stadium for the last time this year against the Temple Owls. The Green Wave are still looking for their first conference win after last week's loss to Houston. Tulane has dropped five straight now, and their offense could find it tough going against Temple's stingy defense. Louisiana Lafayette takes a break from Sunbelt games for a road game against Georgia. The Raging Cajuns are 23-point underdogs to the Bulldogs, but they are coming off a couple extra days of rest after last Thursday's win, and they'll hope to catch Georgia looking ahead to their rivalry game next weekend. The number 16 Grambling State Tigers pitched their second shutout of the season last Saturday, blanking Alabama State 21 to nothing. The Tigers have now won seven in a row, and they play Texas Southern this afternoon in their last true road game of the year. Coach Broderick Fobbs isn't looking ahead to the Bayou Classic, though. It's a day-by-day -day journey. It's not something that we we overlook to look to the to the end. That approach has allowed us to really remain focused on the task at hand. Uh, because at the end of the day, you know, that's all that matters is the hurdle that's in front of you. Southern plays their final home game against the Mississippi Valley State Delta Devils today. The Jaguars took care of business against Prairie View A&M with Leonard Tillery rushing for over 200 yards last weekend. As long as both teams win today, the Bayou Classic will decide who wins the SWAC West. Louisiana Monroe heads out on the road for the last time with a trip to 7-3 Appalachian State. The Warhawks have back-to-back -back wins for the first time since 2014 after they dispatched Georgia State. Running back Thomas Kufi set a school record with his five rushing touchdowns. Head coach Matt Viator knows App State will present a tough challenge. You know, Appalachian State is certainly going to be a, a big-time challenge for us and a really good football team. And, you know, just kind of, I guess, summing them up, you know, run the football and stop the run. And that's what they do, and they do a fantastic job of it. The McNeese State Cowboys come off their bye week to take on the Lamar Cardinals in their home finale. The Cowboys are sitting at 5-5 five and five overall and 4-4 four and four in conference play. If McNeese can't pull out the win, it'll mark their first losing season since 2004. The number 16 LSU Tigers finally get their matchup against the number 23 Florida Gators after it was postponed earlier this season. Outside the Alabama game, the Tigers have averaged over 40 points a game under Ed Ogeron. The ground game in particular has been potent, averaging 325 yards per game in that span. Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis will run right into the teeth of a fierce Gators defense. Coach O had some praise for that defense. Their speed, they're on the edge, they attack, they're very well. Um, the burst on the defensive line, a lot of stunts that come after you, they pressure the quarterback, and they have a lot of speed. I'm Jordan Fiegel with WWLAM, FM, and WWL.com. All right, Johnson, thank you very much. And, of course, the uh, Boo Report with Jordan Fiegel, the big one. Of course, you saw a lot of rivalry games coming up in the final week of the season, this coming week, but also some taking place this week. And we have Chief Caddo, of course, the Riverbell Classic in Louisiana, and next week, of course, the annual Bayou Classic, which will be for all the marbles in the SWAC Western Division. The winner between the Southern and Grambling and the Mercedes-Benz Superdome next Saturday will win the SWAC West and go on to the SWAC Championship 
game. Coming up in just a few moments, we will have a CBS News update with the Columbia Broadcasting System, then local news, and then we'll come back and we'll visit with Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com and get you caught up on divisional contests, resetting all the brackets in the state of Louisiana, where in the top division uh, in the state, Division One, John Curtis will entertain Evangel this week in semifinal action, and Brother Martin knocked off the defending state champion Catholic Bears last night 28-0, to and the Crusaders are in Baton Rouge to take on Scotlandville. Here is a CBS News update. And welcome back. LSU and Florida. This is Coach Ed Orgeron. Four and one in five games, two games left. And the LSU quietly defense is putting up some remarkable numbers. Michael Scarborough, TigerBait.com, joins us now. And uh, looking, uh, there is, uh, you know, the rankings, and then, of course, there is the way things that teams are see, perceived. And uh, when you look at things as far as uh, where the college football playoff uh, committee has things, this, uh, you know, number one, obviously, is Alabama. And then there's going to be another shakeup, Mike. But, you know, really, it's gotten to the point now what we've learned from the first couple of few seasons of the college football playoff. It's not so much, Mike, uh, you know, who you lose to, but what time of the season you lose and what takes place. Because last week, seemingly in the BCS era, a loss to uh, Michigan, to an Iowa team that was, you know, not going to go to a bowl. Uh, same thing for a Clemson ball club that loses, uh, you know, a tough ball game. They would drop several spaces. But because what happened behind them and they didn't have any losses and the teams next to them had two losses, they still remain among the top five. However, it's going to be another shakeup this week. And what's interesting, Mike, is a couple of one-loss teams what if Washington and then West Virginia run the table and they win conference championships? That's going to be interesting, shaped up against maybe a two-loss Big Ten champion. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting finish, and um, it's been like that uh, for several years now, and, and I, I think that's why a lot of people are, are happy with the way the, the four-team playoff is set up and, and anybody who are naysayers going from the BCS to the playoff system uh, I don't think they're naysaying anymore. I, I, I think it, it makes it exciting. And I think they got Mike, it right. Mike, let everybody know what's the latest on uh, TigerBait.com. And what kind of, after, you know, after a home game against Alabama and now you have a home game against Florida, uh, a lot on the line for both schools, uh, what, what type of recruits in the form of prestige, high profile will be on campus today? Look, that, that's one thing where you, you, you uh, another deal where you got to give the, the staff a, a lot of credit and the recruiting staff, Austin Thomas, Sharon Lewis, uh, and that whole group is that they've continued to bring in recruits, uh, high quality recruits, recruits for unofficial visits. Uh, Marvin uh, Wilson, uh, arguably the top defensive tackle in the country, is supposed to be on campus for an unofficial visit with his mom. Uh, from Houston Episcopal, a guy that uh, LSU's coveted uh, for well over a, a year and a half, two years. Uh, Cam Akers, uh, one of the top running backs in the country uh, from Mississippi, is going to be there. And, you know, that, that's been looking like an lsu old Miss uh, battle. Uh, they, you know, Tennessee, Georgia uh, are, are in there as well. Ohio State was in there at one point. Miles Brennan, the quarterback commitment. Uh, from St. Stanislaus, uh, I'm unaware of him missing a single game. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, Devonta Smith from a meet uh, is 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 a possibility. Um, and 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 Austin Deculus, LSU's uh, top offensive line commitment from Texas, is supposed to be in. So 
Uh, those are some of them, and of course uh, we'll get get them uh, verified that they actually showed up. A lot of kids will say they're coming, uh, and but because of the early kickoff, we'll see if they actually show up. Uh, depending on what their Friday nights ended like last night, some kids might opt to stay home. Mike, uh, obviously the big thing is out there, you know, what happens in these next two weeks of the season? Coach uh, Coach Ogeron is here. Seemingly when you read things out there, it, I think the Tiger Nation, Tiger fan base really take that, the, you know, probably two people that are seriously in contention for this job, Coach Ogeron and I think Jimbo Fisher. Uh, earlier this week, Joe Lieber released a letter, and basically I would think, Mike, that, you know, at the, uh, at the first of, uh, you know, the Monday after Thanksgiving, sometime that week uh, in between, uh, you know, the state championships in the SEC game, the championship game on Saturday, December 3rd, LSU, by what Coach Joe Oliva says, would like to have that coach in place by then. Is that what you see? Is this, yeah, is, and, and is this program uh, going to have a coach pretty soon? Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I, I think, you know, when, when Miles got fired, that was the ideal situation. Um, you know, and certainly if it's Orgeron, you know, he's already there. You can name him very quickly. Um, if it's Jimbo Fisher, Florida, Florida State play on, on, on Saturday. Um, it could be early that week. Um, you know, I fully suspect uh, either the, the you know, SEC championship game, a part of their halftime is either an interview with the new uh, LSU football coach or, or maybe he's even there uh, on the set. But um, it, it, and that, that gives you a real huge advantage to have, you know, the, your coach ready to go early December in recruiting uh, with with so many guys that are uh, midterm graduates that you're recruiting, Isaiah Bugs, the defensive ends, one of those, um, and then of course then you'll have the whole month of January to finish out with the high school uh, prospects. So um, it's going to be, uh, I, I I'll be shocked if it goes beyond that. Mike, now looking at the uh, top 12 in college football playoff rankings this week, Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, Clemson 4, Louisville was 5, they already went down, Washington is at 6, Wisconsin 7, Penn State 8, Oklahoma 9, Colorado 10, followed by Oklahoma State and Utah rounding out the top 12. That is what the playoff committee sees. However, Las Vegas ranks how they see the top playoff teams, Mike. And what's interesting here, this is how Las Vegas sees the best teams in college football. Alabama 1, Ohio State 2, LSU 3. This was all gone after the latest college football playoff poll. They had Louisville at 4. Clemson was 5. They had three teams tied at 6. Michigan, USC, Oklahoma, and four teams tied at nine, Auburn, Florida State, Wisconsin, and Washington. So, Mike, you know, this LSU ball club, depending on what things shake out, uh, you know, if they were to win their next two and then go on and play in the Sugar Bowl against maybe a Big 12 champion like Oklahoma or West Virginia, they could finish well, well above anybody ever gave them an opportunity to uh, with, with three losses. I, I'm thinking they could be a top-10 team well within the top-10. Well, you know, preseason – I thought ten and two in a Sugar Bowl, and uh-huh. so they're, they're they're looking with three losses, uh, uh, Sugar Bowl, and and I just don't think Florida's got enough. I mean LSU is really going to have to give them uh, multiple turnovers. I, I think just yeah. from what Florida's got injury wise, you know they're still trying to get some athletes into their program. Uh-huh. Uh, LSU is going to be favored against Texas A and M. You know certainly it's going to be uh, you know a tougher deal going on the road. Uh, but, you know, LSU, you know, look, you, you look around the Southeastern Conference and it, it's like it's Alabama and then everybody else. It's, it's uh, you know, certainly Auburn's uh, got the higher ranking, but 
I, I, I don't think Auburn would want to play LSU again. And, um, you know, and, and that's, <laughs> that's what makes it so interesting when you're talking about coaching, the, the coaching search itself and you're looking around, and if you're an athletics director and you go league to league and you say, who are some, who are some other candidates besides the two uh, that we're talking about? And, you know, there's really nobody else in the league that you would uh, look at in the SEC. Nobody out in the Pac-10 except Peterson. He's not leaving and going anywhere. Uh, nobody in the ACC except for Jimbo Fisher and Dabo Sweeney. Sweeney's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, uh, it, it's an interesting college football year in, in any of the schools. Well, out and there you know, that, you know, Mike, when you you bring up what is interesting, if you go back to that second between the second and the fourth week of the season, and look, it, it was it was by what was on the scale on the surface, so to speak. But man, you know, LSU was open possibility of Auburn being open. Whoever lost that game would be on the hot seat. Uh, Kevin Sumlin seemingly had righted the ship. Now that's different because they start 7-0. Now they're 1-3 in their, uh, their last four. Uh, and then you talk about the possibility of Penn State opening up, the possibility of USC opening up, and all those coaches have done is right the ship over there. So James Franklin's going from being possibly out the vote of confidence to being the national coach of the year. Todd Hel- out at USC, they've righted the ship. They may win the Pac-12 because they got a chance to go to the championship. So things have taken a funny turn. But speaking of the SEC West, yeah, and, 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 but, and, and you say all that, and, I, and I'm you know talking to Texas folks. And certainly that Tom Herman is the guy that they would like if they make a move on strong. But now they're worried that Texas A&M is going to throw everything they can to get Tom Herman. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, if That's you're a major was... program and you think you're going to go out and get uh, a difference maker coach and, and make a big splash, well, well there's, no, there's no long list of big splash coaches that are out there that, that, that are going to get your fan base fired up um, because there's the guys at the top, Meyer, you know, Saban, Harbaugh, they're not going anywhere. There's very few coaches that, you, that can be had. You, you know, most programs are going to end up reaching on somebody. And then, Mike, when you think about it, Kevin Sumlin, again, he, he, the start has not been his problem. He's got great starts. But here they are. They go 6-0, and and now they are 1-3 and in their last four. They're now 7-3. and They have Texas San Antonio and then LSU, a game in which they're going to be an underdog, probably a touchdown or more in on Thanksgiving night. Uh, you you got to wonder because – Tom Herman had cooled off after the loss of Navy and the other loss of SMU, but the other night he did nothing but his stock rising at the right time because now you may get A&M and in Texas in a bidding war to see what's going to happen. And Charlie Strong has kind of quieted some things, but he did lose last week. What's interesting, though, is if Texas A&M makes a play and if Tom Herman was, you know, hey, Texas is my dream job, or was it just being at one of the flagship schools in the state of Texas, A&M or the University of Texas. So that's going to be big for him, Mike. And I don't, I don't know if Kevin Sumlin right now what his situation is, but the seventh high, uh, you know, fifth highest paid coach in college football. I think it, uh, you know, I don't know if if he can save his job or it may come down to what Tom Herman decides to do that would force A&M's hand. Yeah, and, and, is, and is this a situation where we're, you know, talking about two guys and all of a sudden Herman's more of a candidate for LSU than we think he is. Very well could be. Very well could be. Mike, recruits, coaching search, LSU, Florida, basketball season has started, baseball team is on the horizon. How can everybody get the latest on the LSU Tigers? Yeah, go to TigerBait.com. We were at the game last night. Uh, got your full coverage of, of, of the LSU basketball season. Uh, we're gonna, we'll live blog during the LSU football game, all your coverage, talk to recruits. 
And so check us out at TigerBait.com. Mike, LSU in Florida, give me uh, your prediction. The Tigers about a 12-and-a-half, 13-point favorite. Um, I, I'm going to go – I'm going to go 21, uh, 21 to uh, 10 LSU. 21 to 10 LSU. Mike, we'll talk after the game and the point after. All right. Talk then. Thanks. All right. Thank you. All right. We're used to a lot of things in Louisiana, folks. But early Saturday mornings, cold on the LSU campus, unless you're a student or you work here or a coach, not too used to this. It'll be the late-arriving late crowd, and it's going to be chilly today in Tiger Stadium. LSU in Florida, a little afternoon this afternoon, right here on WWL. It is LSU in Florida. A little afternoon kickoff here on WWL. And after the LSU locker room show, I'm back with you with the point after here on WWL. Well, you know, it's a big time of season in Louisiana. Of course, uh, all our season we enjoy. Last night I had a chance to get over to the western part of the state around the Jennings area. Met some uh, met some good folks. And I want to say a good morning this morning to all the wonderful hunters out there, whether they're deer hunting the duck hunting out in our great State of Louisiana, but uh, Jeff Rockery and Jeremy, they're in a duck blind this morning from Hathaway, in Hathaway, and they told me that the prettiest duck with the most meat on it, they got my name on it. They're going to fillet it for me, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to fry that sucker up, bake it, grill it, stuff it with some cheese and some jalapenos, but thanks to those guys. Man, they made some jambalaya last night. It was unbelievable, so I thank all the folks in Jennings for having me over last night. You boys be safe out there in the duck blind today, and come home, bag your limit, and let's fry them up for Thanksgiving. So everybody enjoy this cold Louisiana morning. Ought to be good out there on the hunting ways, a little deer hunting and also duck hunting. Coming back, LSU, what have they done under Coach O? It has been phenomenal, and this defense has only gotten better. They'll be challenged today because Florida brings a stout defense into Tiger Stadium. May come out to who may decide in this contest, be decided among who gets an early start in the contest, and who would have thought two SEC schools, two teams considered power in their divisions, are both starting backup quarterbacks who transferred from the University of Purdue. We'll hit on that, too, next. Count you down to LSU and Florida this afternoon here on Tiger Radio, WWL. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto 